Hey there, I'm Corey Fowler, and you're tuning in to the How to Adult Show. This is your go-to guide for all things adulting, where we walk you through the answers every time you hear yourself asking, why didn't anybody teach me this stuff in school? From personal finance 101 to careers and business advice to managing your health and wellness, we're here to give you tangible advice, tips, and tricks to help you start succeeding in any and every area of your life. I know you've got this adulting thing, as long as you've got the right info. I'm your host, Corey Fowler, and this is the How to Adult Show. I suck at money. That's a phrase I hear people say all the time. Or the kicker, I suck at money, so I just let my partner handle it all. Eh. One of the most important topics we cover here at the How to Adult School is personal finance. And I do not want you to skip over these videos because your party line right now is just, I suck at money. So if you've ever made the joke that your financial plan is to marry rich, but it's maybe not really such a joke, then before we dive in, I want you to go ahead and click subscribe on the How to Adult show because we are here to help. Personal finance is one of the most important topics covered here at the How to Adult School because we believe that it's so important that everybody have access to a proper financial education that's taught in a way that's easy to understand, accessible, and immediately applicable to your life. So if this is something that you missed in school and something that you really do need, click subscribe to never miss an episode and start taking charge of your own financial education. So diving in. If you've ever said, I suck at money, before we get started, I need you to leave that thought at the door. Because here's the thing, it's not true. You do not suck at money, but like most of us, chances are your education probably completely skipped over teaching you money management skills, so you simply have never been taught how. Would you say, I suck at making a cake, if someone just asked you to make a cake without ever giving you a recipe or giving you a background on how to do that? Probably not, because that would be insane. You would never have to figure something like that out on your own, nor would you ever expect yourself to. So I want you right now to stop saying that you suck at money until at least you've tried learning a little bit more about it. This episode is going to start to teach you the very beginner basics so that you can start to look at and understand your money, as well as teaching you how to follow a very basic budgeting plan without absolutely hating it and feeling like you want to die every time you hear the word budget. Because I know budgeting is hard. You're going to learn today how to stop being afraid to look at your bank account, as well as how to understand what you earn versus what you spend, and how to start tracking your numbers to understand your own individual money patterns. If you love this episode and want to take your skills to the next step, we've created a free seven-day mini course called the 7-Day Get to Know Your Money Icebreaker Challenge that you can sign up for at howtoadultschool.com slash 7daymoneychallenge. It's awesome. I highly recommend that you sign up for that after this episode if you've enjoyed the content here today. So financial stability is one of the most important determinants of health in our society, and yet nobody teaches it. We have years of schooling dedicated to learning how to calculate the unknown angle of a triangle, but there's never a class that teaches us how to manage our credit card responsibly. And lots of people struggle with things like huge credit card consumer debt. I kid you not, I even once took a class that taught me how to suture a jelly bean into a banana in case I ever took a job attaching 
bio trackers to snow geese in the Arctic. But during that time, I never once learned about personal finance and that stuff drives me nuts. It was actually one of the main points that made me decide to launch the How to Adult School in the first place. I was so frustrated seeing the millennial generation, my generation, struggle to get ahead in a world where we're expected to buy a house, but house prices far outstrip the salaries we can expect at our beginning jobs. I was so frustrated hearing people quip at us to stop buying avocado toast and lattes if we ever wanted to get into the housing market, but never actually offer any resources to help us learn proper financial management on the other end. Not to say that careful budgeting and spending habits aren't a part of being able to afford a house, but snarky headlines like that are as close to a financial education as many of us ever received, and I'm not okay with that. So very passionate about this subject. As you can tell, every four weeks we'll have a new personal finance episode launching, and these will probably be my favorite episodes. So you can expect lots more episodes packed full of great free information on personal finance and management coming up in the future. My goal here today is to keep all the information accessible for you and not at all scary. I will break every lesson down into just a few easy to follow steps to get you started and will also give you additional resources to follow up on if you want to learn more and expand your knowledge in this area. Above all, I promise that I will never judge you for how much you spend on avocado toast. Deal? Deal. So today we're gonna to go right back to the basics and learn the very beginnings of how we all need to start understanding our money. We're gonna start simply by tracking our money and learning what we earn versus what we spend. This is the first skill you need to develop to start budgeting and will also help you stop being so afraid of looking at your own bank account. I promise there will be no guilt, no judgment, no you should do this and no you have to do that. Today we're simply just gaining an understanding of what your individual numbers are. Are you with me? Awesome. Let's get started. So my first question to you is, are you afraid of your money? I'm serious. Does it make you feel awkward or ashamed or panicky? If someone asks you how much you earn, can you confidently and comfortably rattle off exactly what your before and after tax income is? Could you tell me exactly how much your rent costs you every year? Could you tell me how much you're likely gonna be able to save this year? If the thought of answering any of these questions is terrifying you and giving you the cold sweats, you're not alone. The biggest hurdle to overcome for most people is to stop being afraid of looking at their bank accounts and understanding their money and their numbers. Checking your credit card should not have to feel like going to the dentist every time you need to look at your statement. The unknown is always scary at first, so the only goal today is to look at your numbers and start to make the unknown known you're gonna learn how to start to make friends with your money, to understand where it comes from and where it goes. This is the first step in learning how to budget responsibly without having to set yourself a strict budgeting program that makes you wanna die of boredom. Today, you're just gonna to get to know your money and I have three simple steps for you to follow to do just that. To start, the number one thing you need to know is how much money you make exactly. And there are three different versions of this number that I need you to know. I suggest writing them down and reviewing them every year. So to start with, really simple, I need you to know exactly what your salary is, okay? So your salary is what your job or jobs pay you in total. 
And beyond that, once you know your salary, you need to be able to then take that and know what your after-tax income is. So you know exactly how much money you have to live on after paying your taxes. And finally, if you're in a relationship or have a family, you need to know how much your partner makes so that you know how much your overall household income is. And again, you need to know that number before and after taxes. So this first one should be pretty straightforward, and that's just to know what your salary is. That's also known as your pre-tax income. And if you don't know right now or you just don't remember, go ahead and ask your HR department to remind you. If you're self-employed like I am, you have to run reasonable predictions about your income based on the information that you have. So I recommend predicting your best, worst, and middle case scenarios based on the information that you have to work with. But I know it's harder if you're self-employed to be able to know exactly what your salary is. It's best to go on your previous year's salary if you're doing that. Now, after that, knowing your after-tax income is actually the most important number to know because that's how much money you're going to have after you pay taxes that you'll actually have to spend and live on in your life. So your salary is not actually how much money you have, your after-tax income is. The amount of taxes that you pay in Canada depends on what tax bracket you're in, and that's a sliding scale based on your salary. Now, if you're not sure what your after-tax income is, again, you can go ahead and ask your HR department or you can use a tool like the income tax calculator that I'm going to show you here. So I live in Canada, so I would go ahead and Google after-tax income calculator Canada and it will give me a web page where I can choose my province, enter in my salary, and then see exactly how much I pay in tax and how much money I will have left over. For example, in Ontario, where I live, if your salary is $60,000 a year, the tax calculator will show you that you paid just over $14,000 in taxes, so that what you actually have to spend after you pay taxes is around $46,000, not $60,000. Now I've included a link to the calculator that I just showed you here in this example in the show notes if you want to go ahead after this episode and run your own numbers for yourself. So if you're an employee, it's actually fantastic because your employer is going to go ahead and deduct the amount of taxes that you'll owe from each paycheck. So if your salary is $60,000, you'll never actually receive $60,000 from your job into your bank account because your employer takes care of those taxes for you, which is awesome. So you never have to worry about accidentally spending the money that you're going to have to pay in taxes. If you're self-employed, it's really important to understand how much money you're going to have to pay in taxes because it's up to you to put that money aside and pay it at the end of the year. You are the one who's responsible for it. So if you take in $60,000 worth in sales, you'll have to put aside roughly $14,000 in taxes that you'll owe. This next part applies if you have a partner, a family, or if there's just generally more than one person contributing to your life expenses as a whole. And this is understanding what your household income is. You need to have a you need, you need to have a discussion with your partner about how much you both make, and you both need to share your numbers with each other. And again, calculate your overall salary, your before tax income numbers, and your after tax income numbers. Now, don't worry, I'm not asking you to get into a scary discussion with each other about spending or budgeting or any other of the tough stuff. You just have to know what you both make so you know what your household income is. And that's it for the first step. That's all you need to know. You need to know what your salary is, so how much money you make before tax. You need to know your after-tax income. 
and your household income as a family unit if that number applies to you. Get comfortable with this number, write it down, remember it, put it in an Excel spreadsheet, review it each year, just make sure that you know it. So step number two to understanding your money is just deciding how you're going to spend your money. Not even figuring out what you spend it on, just deciding how you're going to keep track of it. And this is because so many people don't ever bother figuring out how much they spend each month because it's a giant disaster when they go to look at their statements. They don't have a simple, easy system to keep track of it all. And so many people spend money every month by using things like multiple Visa cards and debit cards and PayPal transfers and money transfers and new age phone tapping transfers. I don't even know it all. Cash, cash, you know, tips. It's hard to keep track of that money when it just flows into and out of your life. And it's honestly exhausting to try to figure out what you spend when you have to look at nine different accounts and statements to figure out where your money's all gone. Choose one or two different ways that work for you to spend your money and do not let yourself use a hodgepodge of different ways to let the money flow out of your life. You will drive yourself absolutely crazy and it's gonna make your life so much harder to start to get a handle on how much you're spending. Now, you'll have to weigh the pros and cons yourself of each different way that you can spend your money and decide which ways work best for you for your individual needs in life and your own spending patterns. Personally, I like to stick with credit cards because they give you a detailed breakdown of your spending each month, which makes it really easy to go ahead and track all your spending. And it's also really hard to lose or miss transactions, unlike in your bank account where sometimes the transaction just has a number code and you have no idea what it was for. Now, some people have a hard time managing the responsibility and the debt of a credit card, or some people can't even get a credit card in the first place. In that case, maybe something like the classic cash envelope system works really well for you. That works well for a lot of people. But if you do something like this, the key is to keep track of all of your receipts, keep them organized every single month. Otherwise, if you're just spending cash and not getting receipts back, you're not gonna be able to remember what you spent that cash on. And again, you're gonna make your life so much more difficult when it comes time to track your spending. I only use methods like e-transfers or bank transfers or cash when absolutely necessary because they're so hard to track and decode in most online banking systems. And I actually never use my debit card to spend money with because I once had that number stolen and someone gained access to my online banking. And let me tell you from experience, it is way more of a hassle when someone gets into your online banking than if they just get your credit card number. Credit card companies are used to dealing with this, they are pros at dealing with this, and they make your life way easier when icky stuff like this happens. At the end of the day though, managing your finances is personal and you need to choose the way that works best for you. Just make sure that you're choosing a method that's easier for you to understand, up to date, and easy to keep track of when it comes time to look at what you're spending. So that's it for step number two, super easy. You just need to choose one or two ways that you will allow yourself to spend money and make sure you're choosing a way that's easy for you to look back on and track your spending. Finally, the third step that I wanna go over today is just to help you start to manage tracking your spending and to get the hang of adding it up and understanding how much you spend each month and where your money is going. I know this part sounds like a lot of work and is probably the scariest part to you, but remember the first thing you have to do to stop being afraid of your bank account is to start knowing and understanding what is going on in there because after that, you will be able to take control of it. To start with, 
I want you to simply commit to tracking your spending. I'm not asking you to look at what you're spending and make any changes right now. You're not allowed to judge yourself. You're not allowed to feel guilty for spending money on things that you shouldn't be right now. And I'm not asking you to change anything at the moment. That's something that we can get to if you need to make some changes. But today we're just looking at understanding the big picture. Remember, the goal of today is just to start understanding your habits around money and getting a grasp of what you earn versus what you spend. Right now, it doesn't matter if you realize that you're spending way too much money on takeout, and it doesn't matter if maybe some months you see that you're spending more than you're earning, and it doesn't matter if you realize that you're the only one who's buying rounds of work lattes at work. You just need to get used to seeing and knowing your numbers. This spending tracking is something that needs to become a consistent system or habit for you that's easy to implement into your life so you have an overall knowledge of what's going on in your bank account almost all the time. Personally, I've set up my system to look at my bank accounts, my credit cards, and my numbers once a month on the first of every month, and I get an overall idea of what's going on. And for the rest of the month, unless I need to make a big purchase or I'm working towards something else, I don't have to think about it and I don't have to worry about it. Maybe you need to look at it every week. Maybe it needs to become a nightly routine for you. That's an individual decision. Find the best time for you to look at your numbers and make sure you're creating a system that's easy for you to stick to so that every month, at, at minimum every month, you start to get a big picture understanding of how money is coming into and out of your life. When it's time to look at and record your spending, I recommend writing down everything that you've spent and what you've spent it on that month. This can be in a spreadsheet, by hand, in the sand, I don't really care, it doesn't really matter, the point is just to write it down and again, find a way that works for you. If you've chosen to spend your money by credit card, then you get to print out your statement every month and look through it that way. It's really nice and easy. If you're using the cash system, make sure that you have an envelope with your receipts for the month, pull them up and write down what your expenses are and how much you spent. Pull all that information together in a way that's easy and clear to read and review and understand. Go through your statements and write it all down in detail. You know, write down, I spent $48 on gas. I spent $6 on a latte. I spent $2,500 on rent. Absolutely everything that you spent gets written down when you're first getting the hang of this. And once you have your expenses list, you'll start to see patterns and understand some of the main categories where you spend money. For example, your rent or your mortgage, your utilities, your groceries, eating out, car payments, shopping, your dog, haircuts, travel, things like that, you'll start to see overarching categories start to emerge. And then you can begin separating each item into its category and adding them up so you know how much you're spending on each area of your life. Sometimes these categories change. Some months you'll spend more money on travel, other months you'll spend no money on travel at all. The main goal is that as you do this, you'll start to get a big picture understanding of your spending habits and where your money goes. Even though you're starting out doing this for only a few months, I need you to commit to doing that with me right now, just tracking your spending for just a few months. The overall goal is to start building the habit of regularly tracking your expenses, your regularly tracking your expenses every month. And eventually you'll end up with a whole year's worth of expenses tracked, and that's super valuable to you because there are inevitably things that you'll spend more on some months that if you only do it for a few months, you're going to miss. For example, if you pay your car insurance once a year in a lump sum, but you don't track that month, you're not going to remember to include that over $1,000 payment into your life expenses. Same thing with haircuts. Usually haircuts, you know, for girls will only come up every two months, say. So you need to track your spending over a longer period of time so that you start to understand 
where money is coming in and where money is going out. I will have to say that a million more times during this episode, and I'm sorry, this is about where money comes in and where it goes out. Now, this part's really important. If you haven't been in the habit of tracking your expenses so far, I recommend starting now rather than looking back at your past statement state statements and trying to add up all your spending unless you really have a problem going on right now and you need to do that. Overall, if you're able to start today and move forward, you're gonna save yourself a lot of pain and you're, you're just gonna hate it looking back at your previous spending and you're probably not even gonna end up doing it. So start from now. Settle on a really easy to track and easy to maintain spending system. And next month on the first of the month with me, I want you to look back at that system and start to track your spending. Honestly, try remembering when you look at a statement from last January and there's $20 on your card from the gas station. Try to remember if you topped up on gas or if you bought chips and wiper fluid. It's just impossible. So again, make your financial life easier and start from now going forward. And there you have it. If you start by following these three steps, you're gonna begin inherently understanding your personal finances and managing your money suddenly won't be the scariest thing or the absolute worst thing anymore. You're not gonna uncover anything that's scary, I promise. Everything is manageable. And once you know how your money flows, then you can start to manage it responsibly, make changes and adjustments, and start working on bigger processes like saving, buying a house, taking vacations, not carrying your credit card balance forward, all those great things that you need to know what's happening before you can truly and actually responsibly start on them. So to recap, there are three things that I want you to do after finishing this episode today. Three things, three things that you need to take from this. First, I want you to be able to say what your salary is, your pre-tax income, your after-tax income, and your household income, if that applies to you. Number two, pick a simple spending system that works well for you and that's easy to track. And number three, start to track your expenses so that you know how much money is flowing out of your life each year. Again, I recommend picking one date every month where you're gonna look at your expenses and start to make this a habit. This practice is foundational because everything else that we're gonna teach you going forward will require you to understand this concept of how much money you take in and how much money you spend. So if you liked listening to this episode, but you're not sure if you're going to be able to turn around now and put it all into practice, I want you to go ahead and sign up for the free seven day mini money course that we've put together. It's called the get to know your money icebreaker challenge. It covers everything that we've talked about in today's episode and then continues on to cover some more detailed steps and instructions for you to follow. Every day, a new email will land in your inbox with a quick with a quick prompt for you to take that day that's gonna take less than five minutes for you to complete. And at the end of the week, you're gonna feel like a freaking finance pro. You can sign up for the icebreaker challenge at howtoadultschool.com slash seven day money challenge. You're already primed for success because we've already covered days one to three in today's episode, so you're well on your way. And last but not least, as promised, I always have more resources for you to check out if you wanna learn more. First, as part of the How to Adult School, we have loads more free information and resources available on the website. To start with, I recommend checking out the resources library and picking up a copy of the book that everybody should have on their shelves. This book is called The Wealthy Barber, and it should be required reading for everybody in Canada to graduate high school, in my opinion. I read this book in my early 20s, maybe late teens. I loved it, and it explained concepts easily, clearly, and also didn't make me feel bad for not knowing some of this finance stuff already. 
I will warn you, it is cheesy and dated as hell, but the concepts are rock solid still today and it's a great place to start your own financial education. You can find a copy of this book through the finances branch of the resource library at howtoadultschool.com slash resource library, or I've also linked it in the description below this episode. Again, it's called The Wealthy Barber, and it's the place to start if you want to get on top of your personal finances. Thank you so much for tuning in and sticking with me all the way to the end. Hopefully this episode was not scary at all and gave you three clear steps you can start taking today so you can stop saying that you suck at money. If you like this episode and want more free content like this from the How to Adult School, go ahead and click subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Make sure you also share this lesson with a friend if you found it helpful and think that it might also help somebody else as well. Finally, feel free to get in touch with me with questions and comments, and I will see you right here next Monday with the next episode of the How to Adult Show. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the How to Adult Show. Our goal is to make your life easier, so you can find today's show notes, links, and free downloads all in one place at howtoadultschool.com. If you like today's show, please remember to subscribe and leave a comment, review, or share something with us that you'd like to learn next. I love to hear from you. Again, I'm your host, Corey Fowler, and I'll see you right back here next week with a brand new episode of the How to Adult Show.